WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. The governor's budget. Does it have enough school spending? Rejection of the bill that would allow Mike Pence to run for two offices in 2016. State Treasurer Kelly Mitchell forced to defend her turf. And life for the religious freedom bill. That plus the medical marijuana bill, a drug test for Adam Vinatieri and more on Indiana Week in Review for the week ending January 9-2015. Programming is made possible by Ice Miller. Ice Miller, with a 100-year tradition of learning what is important to clients and strategizing with them toward a common goal. Today, Ice Miller continues its commitment to help clients build, grow, and protect their interests. More at icemiller.com. AT&T, working to enhance connectivity in Indiana by investing in communication networks. Dedicated to helping Hoosier businesses grow and consumers succeed both at home and at work. AT&T, rethink possible. This week, aides to Governor Mike Pence presented his state budget proposal to the lawmakers who sit on the state budget committee. It spends $31 billion in taxpayer money over the next two years. It increases school funding by 2% in the first year and 1% in the second year. $51 million will go to new prison construction. The state tourism budget will double and the state surplus will remain at almost $2 billion. Democratic members of the budget committee say there isn't enough school money in it. And Republican Luke Kenley said it spends too much on projects tied to the state bicentennial celebration in 2016. Here's Kenley. You'll see some changes in the budget as we go, and some of these issues are going to have to be resolved. But uh, I think the governor is just putting forth a careful proposal. Is this budget practical? It's the first question for our Indiana Week in Review panel. Democrat Ann Delaney, Republican Mike McDaniel, John Schwanis, host of Indiana Lawmakers, and John Ketzenberger, president of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. I'm Wish TV State House reporter Jim Schella. Ann Delaney, will the final budget passed in April resemble this one? I hope not, because I think this is a very poorly thought out budget. I mean, when you're taking all cash reserve, you can borrow now at, what, 2% or less? We could use that money to do the infrastructure projects we need to do. We could put real money in education. This doesn't even keep pace with inflation, not to mention the money he's taking out for vouchers. The governor's governor's proud of the fact that it doesn't keep pace with inflation. Well, that's great, but he's still cut education funding, and we're paying a price for that. What he's saying is that we're going to use all available cash for prisons and just basically use it up, and that there's nothing else out there that could require funding. Preschool, uh, more police on the streets, road construction, none of those reasons. It's a terrible budget. House Speaker Brian Bosma said he wanted to see 3% increases in education. 
This is a far cry from that. No, what I what I saw the speaker quote is saying he talked about two percent each year, at least two percent each year, and. Look, this is a very solid budget. It's got education money. It's got economic development money, highway money, uh, corrections money. I mean, it, it's got everything covered. It's balanced. Uh, you know, we're not going to incur any debt. Uh, you know, I mean, it's very solid. It's what you expect to have as a starting point in this thing. But what I love, and, and I've, I've talked about this before, and I think it's different because of his legislative background in Congress. He's left enough room here for legislators in both houses who have ideas of their own on things like education and economic development to give them some latitude to add to that. And at the end of four months, when we have the new revenue forecast, and I think most people anticipate that it's going to indicate that there's more revenue to be had, then this, you can do some of the other things. This month's revenue is up 2% right. above the so, forecast. So I, he's given them some latitude. There's going to be changes. It's a good, solid starting point for this thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're going to see more. I, I think before it's over, you'll see more money for education, more money for roads especially, uh, and, and you're going to see that happen come April, about mid-April. Well, it's an opening bid, but it's a low bid. Now, a lot of opening bids are low bids uh, by definition, and I think you're right, Jim. It, it is both of those things. I would, as Mike suggests, I would be very surprised if what we see coming out of the session at the end of April is anything, yeah, close as in the eye of the beholder. But it'll be more generous, uh, I think, in many areas, certainly in in core education funding than this is. But it's in some ways it's typical Mike Pence. You know, you come in uh, low, uh, the, the quote-unquote conservative, conservative approach, um, and then when it's increased, uh, I don't think he's going to run away from it. I think he'll be very happy to say uh, when there's that uh, inevitable news conference the morning after uh, the session adjourned sunny die when he says, I'm so pleased we could make, deliver yeah. on the promise of making this the education session. Interesting that, that uh, uh, Senator Kenley's already pushing back on the spending for the bicentennial. $56 million uh, includes a $25 million building for the State Archives, a new State House, Bicentennial Plaza, uh, a, a State Park Inn. Um, well, I think that uh, Senator Kenley is looking at all the other needs around the state, and he has a hard time spending that kind of money for things. Now, the archive is something that's long been needed for the state. Um, you but know, Senator Kenley will tell you, we need a new building. We maybe don't need a glass building on the canal. I, I think that uh, Senator Kenley has long uh, advocated for some of these other issues, and he sees that as money that, that could be redirected and the things that have more benefit longer term for people in Indiana. I'm guessing about that about, for Senator Kenley, but I think that's uh, uh, you know, probably the way he sees that issue. And we've got almost $100 million here for another prison. When we finally, after years and years and years of effort, have a, uh, a, an attempt to reduce the prison population for the, the nonviolent offenders, and here we are putting another $100 million in there. We're not doing anything for community corrections or anything else. And it's, it's, a, it's a foolish expenditure of money. We've quadrupled the prison population in the last 20 years. Which quadrupled. Is, which is why you need the expanded space in these facilities, and uh. they need it. It's long overdue. And I would, I would guess that most Hoosiers would appreciate the fact that they're doing that exact thing. I, I don't right. think so. It hasn't had any impact on the crime rate. Well, Time sure. now for viewer feedback. Each week we pose an unscientific online poll question in conjunction with our Ice Miller email and text alerts. This week's question, does the governor's budget proposal contain enough school spending? Your choices are A, yes, B, no, or C, it will before he signs it. Our last question was, 
Will Mike Pence be a candidate for president at this time next year? 15% said yes, 78% said no, 7% said maybe. If you'd like to take part in the poll, go to WFYI.org slash IWIR and look for the poll. There's a bill that would permit Mike Pence to run for governor and president at the same time in 2016. It's going nowhere. Mike Pence made light of the 2016 bill in his first public comments on it, but he didn't reject it outright. Well, it seemed like a well-intentioned distraction. I, uh, you know, I, first I heard about it was when I read it in the paper. And... Uh, um, it's, it's not on our agenda, and it's not our focus. On the first day of the General Assembly, however, GOP leaders were quick to condemn the idea. House Speaker Brian Bosma said his feelings have nothing to do with the governor. Well, it does not seem to me to be a good public policy to uh, give elected officials the opportunity to run for a federal and a state office at the same time. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to higher office. Senate President Pro Tem David Long said his inclination is to deny a hearing on the bill. You're going to have to make a choice there, and I, I think that's the right way to go. Mike Pence has promised to make a choice, but says that for now he's focused on the General Assembly. We'll let decisions about my future await for the spring. Mike McDaniel, did Pence leave the door open to that bill with his reaction? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're Mike Pence, uh, would you pick Mike Delft to offer that legislation right now? I mean, and the only reason I say that is Mike <laughs> is not exactly, uh, you know, win a lot of friends right now by sponsoring bills like calling for term limits for leadership and some other things that he's doing uh, right now. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't exactly pick Mike to do that. So well, I take him at his word. He, he, he didn't did. know about it until he read it in the, in the paper. And, uh, you know, and, and what, what's interesting about that bill is that it also has a provision in it that would allow state officials, not only just high state officials, but legislators right. to run for two offices at once, right. uh, which well, means you could run for legislature and Congress at the same time. And yeah. so I think that probably gave people as much pause as anything as part of this yeah. legislation. He actually gave the Democrats great ammunition there. Mike Pence was off in Israel uh, saying that he was focusing on Indiana, but uh, well, encouraging presidential talk, which is what he wanted. But this, this, this made it look like he really is on two tracks. <laughs> I, I, have, I hate to do this, but I have to agree with Mike. If you were serious <laughs> about trying to be on two tracks, you would not pick that person as, a, as the author of the bill. Uh, it's the best suck-up bill I've seen so far, but because he is the author, it's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that that Mike Delph knew exactly what he was doing, too, because he gets to look like he's trying to help out, but he knew exactly what was going to happen with that, and he put the governor and leadership on us, you know, in a spot. So you don't think he had some designs on running for a second office? Oh, he like well may have. Himself or but something? he's he's smart enough to figure out that there are multiple angles at work here oh. too. The practical matter is Mike Pence has got to make up his mind long before we get to uh, November of 2016 that he's going to do one or the other, right? Well, I think you're oh. right. I mean, the forces, <laughs> well, the, the economic November, pressures, yeah. and, the, and the forces. Well, before go, May. Well, well he, in the primary. Fi- filing said, is February. Right. What he has said is that and he said it many times, uh, that he will wait till the end of the session and then he and his family yeah. will get together and, and reflect right. and pray I think and, that's and exactly figure what out do. what he'll do. Right. But clearly, he, uh, your, your point, though, is an interesting one. If, if this bill was going to go nowhere, and I agree he probably didn't orchestrate it, but the slam dunk would have been to say, if somehow this did right. get through, I'd veto it. 
I right. mean, then that it seems to me. No, I mean, why not? If it's going nowhere anyway, you can score the extra I got to disagree out. with you about Israel, though. I mean, Israel right now is where Japan was in the 90s. They have a lot of money to spend. They're trying to look at places to invest other than the two coasts, which is pretty obvious right now. So we're positioned. They're all about manufacturing. So, so Mike Pence going over there and making a foreign policy <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think his, his – oh, yeah, absolutely. I think okay. a big part of that was – to bring business to Indiana, and I think you're going to see investment as a result yeah, I think a because they're looking for places other than the two yeah. coasts. That's and great. we're smart to get there now before the whole world gets there. That's and great. pose with Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. All right. Which had a lot Which to do with Which is also it, a good sure. thing to do. The, oh. new, wow. the new state treasurer has to defend her turf already. Kelly Mitchell took the oath of office in a state house ceremony, one of three GOP winners in the 2014 election who did so, and in public remarks spelled out her new responsibilities. From the College Choice 529 program, to the Public Deposit Insurance Fund, to the State Police Pension Fund, to the Indiana Bond Bank and E911, our office has a remarkable impact upon Hoosiers. Among those in the crowd was State Senator Phil Boots, a fellow Republican who has filed a bill to put the Indiana Public Retirement System in charge of the State Police Pension Fund. And now I think that since we have a separate entity that, that administers funds and, and can make them, in my opinion, maybe better investment choices, et cetera, than the Treasury Department, it, it ought to just be merged into one retirement system for the state of Indiana. Boot said nothing about Mitchell, but no sooner was the ceremony over than Mitchell voiced her opposition to the plan. My position is to support what the state police want to do with their pension fund, and they would like it to stay where it is, so I'll support them. Mitchell and Senator Boots have not yet met to discuss the bill, but there is a meeting scheduled. John Ketzenberger, is this Richard Murdoch's legacy? Uh, well, I'm sure that... Uh, no, it's not, but I'm sure but Richard that, that Murdoch, was, he was accused of mismanaging the state police pension. Well, plan. be careful saying mismanaging. I, I don't think he got the returns that they had, had hoped for, uh, and so there may be some impetus there. Um, you know, th there's a good point to be made about consolidation. I think that's something worth being considered, but, uh, you know, to pick out something like that and, and you know, on an inauguration day seems kind of cold. Uh, start taking away uh, responsibilities. Job six yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there's another bill filed that would take the enhanced 911 system away from her responsibility as well and put it in Department of yes. Homeland Security. Nothing like having to go on the defensive, I guess, right away, but uh, I don't think there's... I wouldn't read too much into the fact that all of these things are happening at once. Everybody's wanting to dismantle the treasurer's office per se. It just is, I think, uh, a sad co coincidence for her that this is all happening now. Um, yeah. Also, not good, not good even to suggest that somebody else could do this job. Well, uh, these are consolidations that have been talked about before. I mean, he's he's offered the bill. I think this is the second time on the on the pension side. So they've scheduled a meeting. I'm sure this thing's going to get worked out. And uh, the state police would like to leave it where it is. We'll see how that uh, plays itself out. I understand why he would want to consolidate all of this in one place. I mean, that's got some good common sense in that, too. But we'll, we'll see. They're going to meet, and we'll get it, get it resolved.
Did you think the Republicans would get along better Didn't than this? You, I mean, the, the, the ink isn't even dry on the oath of office, for crying out loud, and they're already fighting. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Moving on. State Senator Scott Schneider has filed a bill on behalf of churches, caterers, and others who may object to gay marriage or on religious grounds. It would make it okay for them to say no to playing a role in a gay wedding. Democrats say the bill, known as the Religious Freedom Act, would sanction discrimination. Yet GOP leaders in both the Indiana House and the state Senate say there is a need to debate the bill. Here is Senate Leader David Long. The big issue is you have to walk a fine line between protecting the freedom of religion, free exercise of religion, and people's constitutional rights and due process. And that's a, that's a difficult path. You know, it's a balancing of, of uh, constitutional rights, and we'll see if it's a necessity for Indiana. I know some states have indicated it is for them. Uh, but uh, it'll be a delicate balance, I'm sure. And that's House Speaker Brian Bosma. John Schwannis, will that bill pass? I doubt it. I think if you gave uh, the leadership of both caucuses truth serum, they would say, I wish this had never come up. But they're managing supermajorities that happen to have a lot of very zealous, zealous uh, more conservative factions of the party, and, and I don't think they really could shut it down without uh, doing, singing, seeming to disrespect them. But what's going to happen, I think, this is the every session there's a bill that sort of has the potential to suck all the oxygen out of yeah. the room. This is it. Um, and you look yeah. at what's happening around the country. Uh, Georgia this week, uh, you had the, the Chamber of Commerce in Georgia. You had the re conservative speaker of that house uh, backed by business saying, do not let this happen. It's the same bill. Don't let right. this happen in Georgia right. because we will be labeled this kind of outlier. And so what I think you'll see is the same coalition in terms of higher education, in terms of large business, that will back the defeat of this bill that we saw with the same-sex marriage bill. Um, but there are people who need, there are organizations who need issues like this money. in order to raise, to raise money. money. I think that's that's exactly, in fact, they're, they're hoping because, John, that, that coalition won't come together and be activated unless they see that there's a real necessity. And the fact that that hasn't happened yet says, I think, something about But I think it would come what's pretty quickly. Going, oh, I, I, I agree with you completely. But, you know, you, you see it all the time with issues where, you know, you really don't want to win because then you don't have the issue next year to, to hammer. And uh, if you do lose, as happened last year with HDR uh, 3 well, then you have to find something yeah. else to hang your hat on. That's what this is all about. It's about raising money for the radical right in the Republican Party. That's what it is. But you know, the irony of this but, is but if so they don't do, want so to do, serve... So the legislative leaders who, who want to get some of that money eventually, do they, do they, they, do they I, need I to think, advance this bill? I, I don't think they advance the bill. I think the bill gets out there. Or, uh, it depends on how you mean on advance. Does it mm. come down to a vote? I don't think so. Not on the floor, at least. But what, what you've got here is if you want... If retailers feel that they don't want to serve gays, they should just put a sign up. Say no gay is welcome. And then uh, gays and heterosexuals who support uh, the right of equal protection don't have to frequent that establishment. And that's that, that would save on unpleasant confrontations. And <laughs> all, just like with the, the, you know, no Irish need apply, no they could do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, no lawsuits, right. It's not a protected category. Okay. What's going on here? What you got is a clash between two U.S. constitutional amendments, the First Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment. And, uh, you, and because of that, they are walking a fine line. This is something that will have to be eventually decided in the federal courts, uh, not in the Indiana General There's Assembly, in my opinion. Law, right? Right. There's already a federal law. But but it'll be challenged again. You've got 19 okay. states that have the same law in the books, 
right on the now. books on the books or under consideration? Uh, no, uh, actually on the books. I think if, I think 19 states have passed this legislation, and if and and you're going to see this thing played out to where I think if you peel down on some of the answer that John gave there, uh, you're going to see a debate on this issue. But I heard both of those. Uh, legislative leaders say, yes, you're going to have a debate, but I didn't hear much more than I didn't see hear anybody promise a hearing or a vote. Right. So, right. so I think, I think it's, it's fair enough to have the discussion, and they will have that discussion, but I think they realize that this is a federal court's problem eventually between the First Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, it's, that's not what the issue yes, is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, to another hot-button issue, there could be a debate in the Indiana General Assembly this year over a plan to legalize medical marijuana. State Senator Karen Tallian has filed a bill that would create a new Department of Marijuana Enforcement and launch a medical marijuana program. She calls it a small, very careful first step. House Minority Leader Scott Pilath will support it. We're ready... Uh, to embrace some changes. They're tired of filling up our jails. Um, and they want people who are very sick to get the pain relief that they need. Mike McDaniel, do you have to be smoking something to believe that that bill will pass? Uh, Get down in the weeds, believe, Mike. I don't believe oh, it. Yeah. What did you say? Get down in the weeds. Get down in the weeds. <laughs> you think it'll have more That's than a good answer. I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, wow. You're on a roll. Maybe it'll go up in a puff of smoke. Shecky. She's on Shecky fire. Delaney. I love it. You know, but in all seriousness, look, look, there are people who are look, suffering a lot yeah, that could benefit from and there this. Are states who have, but, but is that going to happen here? Uh, I'd say that it's a long shot at best. and uh, It's a pipe dream. Uh, if this thing goes, I don't think it's even been assigned yet. But where do you send this? Do you send it to the Senate Health Committee? I mean, if you send <laughs> it to the Senate Yeah, I mean, do you see this thing passing the Senate Health Committee? I I mean, you could have a debate. This is going to be another one of those issues that deserves a debate, and you're going to have that debate, but to make up this legislature, I'd be stunned if it passed this legislature. The legislature, to, to the surprise of some, last year legalized industrial hemp. Um, <laughs> different animal. Well, Give them yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Different animal. I mean, that was yeah. all about... Uh, I, not that I know anything about any of this, but I think we can't answer the question. No, that was all. That was about manufacturing. Was it not right. about the agribusiness community? Right. Not about this kind of agribusiness. Okay, Senator Italian has uh, a couple of times, I believe, filed a bill to decriminalize marijuana. Uh, she's taken a new approach this time by pursuing medical marijuana, uh, thinking that it, she would have a better chance. Does she? Uh, well, she has a better chance, but it's still slim, and I think it's slim left town. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes these things take more than one session, both legalizing medical sure. marijuana and also decriminalizing. You know, right. when we look at the fact that we're spending another $100 million on prisons and we have to go over roads that have uh, chuck holes in them you can lose your car in, something is wrong with this when we don't have preschool and kindergarten. And, you know, we have to look at this intelligently because building more prisons and incarcerating more people than we ever have before has not affected the crime rate. So and that's the problem. Hasn't You're in favor of decriminalizing either. marijuana? I'm in favor of at least discussing decriminalizing marijuana, yes. Okay. You're opposed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm guessing most of the legislatures. Well, I'm sure they probably are, but you know, you can't demonstrate that it has any more of an impact than alcohol does on on, on someone's performance, and we don't criminalize that. The, medical marijuana is legal in Illinois, right? Yeah, and we're not talking. That's not what the question was. No, Here, the question was across the board. I understood yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Well, no matter what happens, you won't be able to buy it on Sunday, and they can't sell it cold. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, by the way, Representative Pilath took a little heat this week because he said he's still against Sunday alcohol. Did he sales, take a hit? But, but, oh, oh man! Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to compete, Mike. <laughs> Fight, keep these, it's a heck of a competition. Finally, Colts kicker Adam Vinatieri is awaiting the results of a random drug test by the NFL. NFL. On Sunday, the 42-year-old kicker made four field goals, including a 53-yarder in the team's playoff win over the Bengals. The next day, the NFL sent him a note saying he'd been randomly selected to be tested for performance-enhancing drugs. Colts punter Pat McAfee posted his own theory saying, when you're closer to 60 than 20 and bang a 53-yarder three-quarters of the way up the upright, this type of thing is expected. And Delaney, is it? I think this is age discrimination. Oh, I think there that's you go. exactly what this is. He's in good physical yeah. condition. He can perform, and they're saying because he's 42 years old, it's suspect. It's ridiculous. I think you got to bring the you case don't think in. that. You I don't, think I'd, I'd be happy to. You don't believe the test is random. Well, uh, certainly our punter doesn't think the test is random, does he? <laughs> Do you think the test? is I random? love McAfee's answer. I thought it was right on target, and uh, hopefully, uh, he's going to bring a game winner home this Sunday against the Broncos. It's kind of a hot topic well, around here. Well, remember, too, when McAfee laid out a kick returner last year, he got selected oh, for yeah. a random drug right. test. So he's got yeah. a little experience with uh, this notion. The randomness of it? The randomness right. of this. This Colts versus Peyton and the Broncos. Do, do the Colts have a chance? Heck, yeah, they do. Colts oh, yeah, seven. I think they're going to win. Yeah, really? That's, that's yeah. Three. Really? There's three of us. John? Where yeah, are you on this? I think they certainly can. you going to take a position? Or are you going to do the one hand, other hand thing? No, that's John's role. That's I, I, say, <laughs> I, say, I say the Colts will win. Oh, wow. I say the, I say the AFC wow. championship game's here. That would so they mean, that, would mean so that the Ravens will Baltimore beat the Patriots. Are you saying they may have to do random Where's, tests on the whole team? A lot of wishful Monday? thinking here. <laughs> that's Indiana Weekend Review we for this. We spent a lot of time with that. Uh, Our panel is Democrat uh, and Delaney, Republican Mike McDaniel. John Schwanis of Indiana Lawmakers and John Ketzenberger of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. If you'd like a podcast of this program, you can find it at wfyi.org slash iwir or starting Monday, you can stream it or get it on demand from Xfinity or Bright House Networks. I'm Jim Shella of Wish TV. We'll see you again next week. Programming is made possible by Ice Miller. Ice Miller, with a 100-year tradition of learning what is important to clients and strategizing with them toward a common goal. Today, Ice Miller continues its commitment to help clients build, grow, and protect their interests. More at icemiller.com. AT&T, working to enhance connectivity in Indiana by investing in communication networks. Dedicated to helping Hoosier businesses grow and consumers succeed both at home and at work. AT&T, rethink possible. Thank you.